All right, welcome to another episode of the North Side Story podcast. Uh, you are listening with Jake here, Soft Hands, new team name. We'll get into the team name in a little bit. Excited to share it. Um, shout out Disney. With my buddy, podcast partner, he is high as a kite right now, um, Blake the Cat Miller. My claws are just claws are stretching out, stretching out into my living room. I'm fired up. Claws are in a pile of gummies that you have eaten at the <laughs> over the course of this night. Um, yep. We just got done watching the Eagles and the Vikings. Vikings cover. Eagles win. Big nights from players such as Jalen Hurts, Justin Jefferson, <sighs> T.J. Hawkinson. Uh, and Devonte Smith, Devonte Smith, four catches just goes off against me. Of course, we'll <laughs> oh, get yeah, into that's what it is. Yeah, about that. <laughs> we'll get into all of those players and um, the matchups. We'll try to be as fair as possible, even though the scores are a little skewed right now. Um, but after that, of course, Bucky's bets per usual. Blake Miller, the underdog pick of the week, and our survivor pick. Which thank you to the fans. Um, voting on our Instagram. We'll see. Maybe we'll use them this week. We'll see if Blake and I agree. We actually have no idea which each other has chosen as far as a team. So that will be exciting to see who we go with week two. Hopefully we can continue our wins and we can survive in our survivor league. But what do you say, Blake? Want to get into it? Let's do it. Let's start with the champ, Notorious 1-0, going up against QB Sneaks. Um, this is Friday, it's Thursday night, like I mentioned in the in the intro, so score's going to be a little bit different. Notorious starting off with a 22-4 lead, thanks to uh, Big TJ Hawkincock. That's my nickname for him, Jake. I don't know if you want me Children show. listen to this. Yeah, my bad. Uh, so he's got TJ already in the books, two touchdowns, big game for him, huge bounce back game. Especially TJ was one of those guys that um, wasn't out was outside of the like core of Kelsey Andrews, even Kittle. Like you had to kind of pay a premium for him. I guess uh, I mentioned Andrews, but uh, big bounce back game for him. And then on QB sneaks, AJ Brown already went. What happened in that game? I mean, I know that um, running game, the running the running game for Philadelphia was really on point. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely, there was a game plan to take AJ Brown out of that game. It had to be right. Yeah, I mean, for the most part, they ran the ball. I feel like they probably ran the ball like 40 times um, and dominated time of possession. And then when they didn't, it was play action plays to Devontae Smith. It's just a burner. So it was just one of those where A.J. Brown, and he was frustrated throughout the entire night. They were up by two touchdowns and he was yelling on the sideline. Uh, So it's just one of those games I feel like that they didn't really have to depend on passing the ball because they were just gashing the, the Vikings on the ground. Yeah, so let's go over QB Sneaks teams first <laughs> since he's got AJ, uh, AJ Brown down with those four mm-hmm. points. Looking at his other matchups, Christian McCaffrey against the Rams. Holy moly. The projection should be like higher than Josh Allen uh, at 24. <laughs> he's going to run all over that. I'm excited. I'm not excited for that because now that the Rams won their first game, I think I'm invested again. So it's going to stink getting my heart broken, but obviously led by Fields, McCaffrey, the big guy I want to talk about, Brees Hall. Um mm-hmm. Obviously, Brees Hall went bananas in their first matchup, going against a much, I think, a much, much better defensive team with Dallas. Uh, yeah, much better defensive. Yeah, Dallas. but much better. 
the big question heading into week one is what is that split going to be between Brees Hall, Dalvin Cook? You're going to be, we thought going in, oh, they're going to be flipping spots. They're going to be, Brees definitely had way more juice than Dalvin. Dalvin's coming into a new new team. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, we saw on Hard Knocks, he was in, like literally in the middle of Hard Knocks. So maybe there's some rust that needs to be shaken off there. But Brees Hall, uh, especially paying for what he did in terms of like draft capital, I think that was always like the scary guy to pick up in like that second echelon of running backs but Reese Hall showed week one right out of the gate <laughs> he's flying right now yeah I mean Brees Hall is the better of the running backs um, but you know looking at stats right now Brees had 10 carries to Dalvin Cook's 13 yeah. so Dalvin did have a little bit more carries but you have, kind of have to go with the guy that you know is more effective in my opinion but I will say this this is going to be one of those and I said this at the beginning of the year this is going to be one of like every week, I would not be surprised every week that it just flip flops as far as yeah. production. Um, I do think Brees Hall is the better running back at their stage of their careers. Dalvin for a long time was effective. He was great on Minnesota and he was really fun to watch, but time, you know, is the, what is the, what's the saying? Uh, there's like father time, like always wins essentially. Like he is going time to is always undefeated. Yeah, there you go. Um, but yeah, so yeah, Brees Hall, I think is the the one that, you know, you kind of have to play over Dalvin. Now I will say this, looking at the rest of his lineup, there's a big, big question mark with Austin Eckler this week. Uh, both Shane and I battled it out for Josh Kelly. We actually ended up the same uh, fab. We spent the same fab, but for some reason, Shane won the tiebreaker. I'm not sure how that's determined. I call collusion even though I'm the commissioner. Um, but, you know, Josh Kelly is someone, again, in Miami that, against Miami last week, ran the ball just very efficiently. And their offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore, comes over from Dallas to the Chargers, where they had a two-back system last year. And, and Tony Pollard and Josh Kelly are much different runners. But I think Josh Kelly is going to be used a lot in this offense. I would assume so, given to, like, what he ran I believe it was 15 carries uh, last Sunday. Let me check really quick. 16 carries. So he's going to get, especially with Austin Eckler out, and it looks like it's leaning that way. I would not be surprised. He hasn't practiced the entire week, and he had a bum ankle kind of towards the end of the game. I would play Josh Kelly over Brees Hall so that you can kind of comfortably know that you have someone that is going to get the ball 15 to 20 times. Yeah, if I had to depend on either of those guys to hit 12, I would feel much safer hitting that number with joshua kelly or mm-hmm. result both like you mentioned before we started recording uh titans titans strength their defense is probably the run game they're sure. gonna be able to sniff that out it's gonna be two tough matchups um but i that's a game where this this new york game with the addition of zach wilson in the offense i feel like i'm getting out of hand pretty quickly just mm-hmm. like i think everyone does that's like the consensus and i do see dalvin cook probably being involved a little bit more in the past game mm-hmm. if we're going to do a true back split so this is time where we're wanted sure hands dalvin cook might be in there i think i think as it was last week i think it will continue to be a kind of uh i think an even split, split to be honest yeah even split throughout the throughout the year brees is going to have that better juice but i do like your uh option and and thought of plugging in josh joshua kelly there not really much anything else with the team. I'm excited to see week two of Darren Waller. Last last week, that absolute bozo of a football game. Um, not really indicative of what question marks that's what questions still need to be asked about the Giants offense. 
um, whether it's the running game, how's the running game look, and the new incentive base. Saquon Barkley is Jan, uh, Daniel Jones for real, and then Darren Waller, such a big acquisition and kind of a kind of it was like a a gem looking into uh, week week one and seeing what what does this talented tight end bring to this team? Still haven't seen it. So matchup matchup against Arizona really set the groundwork for what QB sneaks has in his tight end room. If you got yeah. nothing, yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to say, yeah, I think I watched, I meant because I played a Shane last week. So I was watching that game to start out because he had both CD and, and Darren and Darren, the first quarter had three catches for 30 yards. Yeah. Um, and then after that, he basically just did nothing. And that's mostly because the game was out of hand also because it was just dumping rain. So um, yeah, I think Darren Waller is, to be honest, their number one receiving option. Um, yeah. I think the offense should kind of flow through him. So I, I do like that matchup against Arizona. Uh, going over the notorious side, Josh Allen, big bounce back game. I'm, I, that's going to be a fun game to watch in the 10 a.m. slate. I think it's going to mm-hmm. be fireworks just for the uh, Buffalo Revenge Tour. Same old guys pretty much from the notorious. we got Josh Jacob, Rashad White. Didn't really touch on that Tampa Bay Vikings matchup. Um, so... Yeah, yeah, so yeah, go ahead. really quick, we're we're talking about the you know after this Vikings Eagles game, and we watched DeAndre Swift go for 160 yards against a really bad rush defense. Rashad White had like 20 yards last week mm-hmm. against the Vikings, so that's a little cause for concern. Um, but Chicago doesn't have a good rush run defense either, so you, you perhaps it's a Rashad White bounce back game at home, but. A little bit, you know, concerning to the to the fact that you watched one guy who had plenty of juice in DeAndre Swift, who we've seen over the years. The guy can run, just has to stay healthy. Um, and you see Rashad White really, really, really struggle last week against the Vikings. Yeah, even in against with 17 carries, so at a two mm-hmm. two hour average yards per carry, that's nothing mm-hmm. to be inspired about. But still higher end, higher end ish on the running back tier, supposedly gonna be somewhat around the same same uh, matchup in terms of the defensive side. I mean, I just watched Green Bay cook Chicago, so mm-hmm. there's some questions there as well. Yep. But we mentioned it. TJ Hawkinson started off big, 22 points. There, There's no better feeling in all fantasy football, Jake, when you plug in a guy for Thursday night and they go off, and then you're watching just two days every time looking at your lineup, you just see that 22 points. Kind of honestly sets the – sets kind of the table for some other decisions that may be difficult. And I don't know the status on Watson. I know he's still questionable. Um, even the Isaiah having Isaiah Pacheco in the flex spot. Now the, the approach that I think that Drake can have now is a guy like Isaiah Pacheco. He was definitely effective in terms of like the game, but not really in fantasy terms about him not coming to the end zone. But mm-hmm. I feel like he's a very solid pick in this tough matchup it's going to be a big it's got to be a bounce back i can't imagine a world i don't want to live in a world casey drops two games in a row especially to start the season oh, I, love I, think going up, world. I know you would but i definitely think that um offense gets gets right i think whatever whatever drops in and ridiculous that happened in that first game i think obviously it comes back to the means i i like mm-hmm. kansas city winning big in this game and i do see some opportunity for Isaiah Pacheco to punch one in. It just didn't seem like he had the chance in week one. Yeah. I, this is just, this is Trey's team. Once again, like I look at it and I'm like, there are some really good players. And then I look at it closer and I'm like, there's some really like mediocre to 
below average players. Like I don't even know necessarily who you'd plug in instead of Pacheco. And would I really want to play Pacheco in my flex spot on the road, Jacksonville defense that played pretty decent against the Colts, but I'm, I'm pretty sure they didn't have the Colts. The Colts didn't have anyone really run the ball effectively. I'm not saying that Deion Jackson is Isaiah Pacheco, but I'm pretty sure Deion Jackson had less than like 10 yards rushing. Yeah. So, he struggled. Yeah. So I think Pacheco is a good, a good player. I just don't know for flex. I want to touch on, you are correct though. It, there is no better feeling than, seeing your own team put up a good Thursday night score, but there's not a, even a better feeling of seeing your team put up a good score and the team you play against put up a stinker. Well, and especially so, you're, especially looking across the aisle, you got TJ who was a top pick and you had, especially AJ Brown, like you're yeah. already factoring. Yep. When you look at stars, you're factoring in like, Oh, 12. Nah, it's probably like 18. Yeah. So it's like you going into this, you going into this matchup where, watch the game there's plenty of opportunities all the way around mm-hmm. the scoring picked up it's one of those games where you look at the score you see 34 um before you go check your fantasy app you're looking to see how how much above 20 points did aj brown get but this is just one of those kind of backbreaker weeks where <laughs> he got he was on the raw end of it and just sure. uh, especially having tj out there seeing uh, i believe the i was kept reading on twitter that uh everyone was all hyped on tj hawkinson over four and a half catches Everyone was running to it. That like, no, they definitely over, definitely over. You get eight catches, twenty and two touchdowns. I'm pretty sure that his prop hit on the last drive because I think everyone was kind yeah. of freaking out. Yep. Um. So yeah, he had a crazy, you know, uh, not necessarily garbage time drive, yeah. but a one that you know, uh, the back door was open and he was yeah. able to to complete it to to win. And then the uh, touching on the. Uh, Flex spots, one more quick moment. Um, I mentioned Christian Watson. If he's healthy, I think that's definitely an option. I believe it's a hamstring, though, so that's scary. Mm-hmm. George Kittle. George Kittle can be an option there, too. George Kittle's going up against a Rams team that, uh, let's face it, I don't know what the hell I saw last week where they just mm-hmm. absolutely torched the Seahawks. And definitely um, definitely what I thought going into the season could be a struggle on defense, uh, losing a lot of key pieces. Still have Aaron Donald, which is – which is no doubt, but you're not going to see Aaron Donald at will getting into the backfield like he did last week. I think it'll be more time. I'd see a worse defense. George Kittle maybe is on that radar over a Pacheco or just two tight ends, two starting tight ends. Is that just too gross for you? Uh, well, I did say this. I, I like both of those tight ends. I just don't like drafting them both, if that yeah. makes sense. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I think George Kittle would be a good play. I would probably still stick with Pacheco just because he is someone in the red zone. Um, it sounds like Travis Kelsey is going to play, so that might take a little uh, bit away from Pacheco. But I do think out of the players that are available to me, I would um, play Pacheco. All right, we'll see how this matchup goes. Uh, either either uh, team, if they win this, they're going to go to two and zero, and the other team obviously is going to go to one and one because that's how math works. Are we going to do picks or? Oh, I forgot about picks. Yes, yeah. come on now. Oh, don't let the don't let the fans wait. Um, I'll start out. I'll start out with mine. I I think there are some really tough matchups um, for a Shane. I don't like Fields against Tampa Bay on the road. Um, I will say this, McCaffrey against LA, I feel like he always does really good against the Rams. So that's by far the, his best one. And that's what you would want out of your first round and star player. But Brees Hall against Dallas, tough. CD against the Jets and Sauce, tough. Um, and so 
I, I do like some of the other ones. Like Darren Waller, I think, is a good matchup. Keenan, I think, is a very good match against Tennessee. I can see him getting six, seven yards for 70, 80. Sorry, six, seven catches for 70, 80 yards, perhaps a touchdown. And the Niners defense against uh, the Rams, especially if um, thou shall not be named until we talk about my team, um, is out. Uh, and then look, look over at Trey's team. One sneaky one, and I think, and and this is just one where I would be, I would actually be surprised if Tyreek Hill gets over 20, 20, yeah, let's say t- 22 points this week. It's a tough defense. It's a, it's tough a very defense. tough defense. They play very well, um, but the the Dolphins do play well, and it's on the road uh, Sunday night. So I would like to see it again um, as far as Tua kind of show up. Um, and Tyreek show up, but Tyreek is such a beast that I would, I, I, but I would still be surprised. That's, that's basically yeah. my the consensus. Uh, Josh Allen, Josh Jacobs, I think have good matchups. Um, Tyler Lockett, not entirely sure with that. So I think out of, out of both teams, I think Trey, of course, it's easy to say, cause he's already up 22 to four with projected totals being 129 to 104. Um, but I do think Trey is going to win this matchup pretty easily. Yeah, and I'm I'm gonna take Trey as well, but I'm gonna do one. I'm gonna take Trey overall in the matchup. I'm gonna pretend that AJ and TJ aren't in this equation. I just take out their points, and I'm I'm basing off everything else, just as a little side game. I I I like QB sneaks. I I think Chris McCaffrey might have one of these days where he puts up like a forty burger against this Rams team. I'm sure. so not. I'm so not into uh, this team. I'm not buying into it. This is always a tough matchup. It's going to be a. Luckily, the Rams play Niners on the last game of the season, so none of these Chris McCaffrey against Rams deciding a playoff or something crazy like that. Mm-hmm. But I, I see this being a huge Chris McCaffrey game. I think whatever inefficiencies that would come. Um, I mean, like I'm playing in this experiment. No AJ Brown. No TJ. The only one I have worries about. Is Brees and, and a little bit of CD, depending on uh, what's that matchup is going to be with 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 Sauce. Um, but I, I like the matchup. I like Christian McCaffrey so much this week that I think um, he may have one of those games that makes up for uh, whatever question marks I have about Brees or CD. So I'm going to take QB sneaks in my little pickup. But overall, I have to take Notorious with that extra 22 point bump. I still have no idea who he picked. Okay, moving along. We got Fitch. We got Hot Chub Time Machine. Fitch and Hot Chub are both 1-0. Um, we can just call Fitch's team pretty much the Philadelphia Eagles, like mm-hmm. I think we mentioned in the uh, in the intro episodes where we're going over your team. Jalen Hurts put up pretty much projections, just projections across the board. Let's just say that. Jalen Hurts, Justin Jefferson, except Jake Elliott. I don't... MVP. Like he is literally the MVP. Uh, kicking in 14 points. Uh, did, we, did you know Did you know our point system for 60-yard field goals? I didn't. We or have do one? You? Yeah, we have I an extra point. It. You get seven points. Whoa. Those rarely happen. It honestly should be 10 points because I don't even know if those happen more than five to 10 times in an entire season uh, for kicking. But Jake Elliott did have a 61 yarder, 62 yarder to end the oh. first half. 61, um, yeah. Yeah, 61. That, that looks real good. 
I will say this really quick. Jalen Hurts, I don't know if you watched any of the game. I watched the good portion of it. So the first half looked terrible. Like yeah. he looked really bad. Uh threw a pick. Um, just balls weren't getting to receivers. He had a nice throw to Devonta Smith. Uh, that De- well, I'll say this: it could have been a touchdown if Devonta Smith was let because he had to stop yeah. and come back a little bit. And he did not look good. And but this is fantasy, and when you get you know on the one yard line, the Philadelphia Eagles are the best team in football when it comes to just pushing the quarterback forward. And he had two one yard touchdowns. You take out those two. I know we can't you take out those two. Fifteen points. Not nothing to really like like tip your hat to. Um, so, you know, I still think it was a strange game by him. It was a lot about DeAndre Swift, who Brian has on his bench. Um, and I don't think perhaps there's possibly some conversation you can have between him and Zay Flowers could have, you know, with with uh, Kenneth Gainwell being out. But you look at Justin Jefferson as just the normal 19 points he always puts up. Um, but, I mean, a solid start overall. And... I, I might be I might be buying in a little bit on Brian's team, just a little bit. Yeah, I think that that flex spot is definitely a tough one because uh, heading into this game, people are still wondering where's where's Rashad Penny in this situation. And you thought well, I honestly thought he would get a little bench. bit more play. Well, I know he's on the bench, Where but he, he didn't. No, I don't think so. But um, I love Rashad Penny. It's only reason I'm defending him for some reason. But yeah. Clear, clear indication from Philadelphia that uh, Gainwell is going to be out for extended time. DeAndre Swift not only can fill the role, but he can succeed in that role. Zay Flowers is interesting, but like we mentioned, uh, there if if Brian watched highlights of him or something, he saw he saw some juice and a lot yeah, of it. He like saw that. he saw the play that he just stopped and did a three sixty, and then that was it. Like, yeah, that, that's that's, that's all flowers right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, tougher matchup, I think, with Cincinnati. Uh, I don't, I don't know corners much, but I know that uh, it seems like they're always dealing with injuries, and that's going to be like a big comeback game. So maybe uh, I'm all into like these top teams that just that lost this week, like the mm-hmm. Chiefs, the the Bills, Cincinnati, and that strange game. Everyone's questioning. So that may be a very high-scoring game. Zay Flowers may be a beneficiary of that, considering his involvement in Week One. Mm, uh, spoiler alert: might be on Baki's bets. Ooh. Um, other other kind of just question marks. Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram. I don't even. I don't, let's check. That's that like line. I feel like he's the ultimate question mark. Yeah. Evan Ingram. His middle name should be question mark. Yeah. You just uh, never first, know what you get. First game, five catches, 49 yards. That was a tight game. Uh, that was a weirdly tight game, that Jacksonville uh, mm-hmm. Indianapolis game. So, got to give it a, maybe another week with him, see what you got there. But all in all, matchups seem pretty on point. I love Chris Olave against Carolina because Derek Carr is a beast. Uh, Miles, Sanders, uh, Miles Sanders against New Orleans. I talked about, I believe uh, – I've been talking about, I know with you, Jake, never sure. I'm not sure if I ever got up to here, but uh, New Orleans defense last year struggled a little bit in terms of getting pressure to the, the quarterback in terms of passing, but we're a decent run blocking team. They, they look pretty good last week. I mean, they were playing an inferior team and they kind of scraped out of it, but I think they're a good team. I feel like New Orleans always has got a pretty decent defense, especially against the rush with like Cam Jordan being there and James Cook. I, I'm 
I'm so over James Cook. I don't even care how many projection points. I don't want to look at him. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think some of these matchups um, are kind of on the tougher side. I, I think perhaps that Jacksonville Kansas City game can kind of be a shootout. Um, I think both teams kind of have like good to a little underrated as far as their defense goes, but I think they both have very effective offenses that will kind of you know put them over the top. James Cook, fourteen projection points. I think last week he had like twelve or thirteen, and he only had eight points total. Yeah. Um, so here, yeah, I mean, I've, it's it's one of those where. From what I saw from James Cook, I was like, you know what? There, there's a little bit of something here, but you have to show everyone that consistently because yeah. he did it for like one or two runs and then the rest of his runs were not effective whatsoever. So it is a worse uh, defense in the Raiders and it's at home. So I, I think there's a potential for a, a touchdown in there, but I think 14 points is a little bit on the high end because if he doesn't get a touchdown, no way he hits 14 points. Yeah. Um, take us over to hot chub. What do you, what do you think? Yeah, hot chub time machine. Now we both like Phillips's team. Um, but I, I don't, I don't know. Like something like when I opened up this page and maybe because all this, the score is already 60 to zero essentially, like it basically yeah. seems like it's such a difficult task to come back from. Um, but having Brian Robinson as an RB2, especially against the Denver defense yeah. on the road, DeAndre Hopkins, who's extremely questionable. If those, if DeAndre Hopkins doesn't go, I don't know who the hell uh, Phillips plays. I thought for sure Phillips was going to go for Kyron Williams and spend on him because he does have Cam Akers um, and kind of corner that Rams running back market. Now, you're a Rams fan. Do you see someone separating themselves or do you think it's just going to kind of be hot hand? I don't even think it even matters because if you're investing, just if you're investing in this, this offense in general, if you watch the game, Matthew Stafford looked back. I don't know if it was attributed to how much time he had in the pocket, but he looked that what? passing. He, huh? What did you say? He looked what? Oh, I just said he's back. Oh, I thought you he said looked he looked bad. I was like, what are you talking about? Oh no, about? my bad. Yeah. Uh, no, he's back. back. He, yeah. Yeah, he, he looked great in the pocket. I don't know mm-hmm. if it was extended time, but he was delivering. He was getting Puka involved. Puka. Oh, Puka. Um, Tutu oh. Atwell was involved. Mm-hmm. Van Jefferson, you never you never need to hear his name ever again. What I'll tell you that Tyler right Higby? now. Tyler Higby, he had four catches. Uh, <laughs> but um, he was involved too. But I, I wouldn't invest in this running game, not only because of the situation at hand, um, but also their schedule. I mean – Coming up in the next, I would say the next four weeks are all four tough opponents. You got the Niners. You're on the road against Cincy. You're on the road against the Colts, which Colts are another one of those teams. I think the Colts, I just think they have amazing defense. That's probably not true. And then week five, they got Philadelphia. So I don't think either Rams option is good for the next five weeks. Like it's, it's going to be a gauntlet. Um. So, yeah, I look at this team and also like Travis Kelsey. I don't think he's questionable. Is he questionable? Yeah, he still is questionable, technically. Um, I think he plays. I would be surprised if he doesn't play. Um, we love Calvin Ridley. We saw him last week and we both were like, dang, this guy's back. Like, this guy's back. Um, this guy, and like I just alluded to when it came to Evan Ingram, Travis Kelsey, that game I think is going to score a lot of points. Um, DK against Detroit. I do like that matchup. I think inside the dome in Detroit, I can see that being a high scoring affair as well. 
Nick Chubb on Monday night. Pittsburgh always has a good defense. Um, it's a very it's it's a very t- tough ask for Phillips to get back from sixty down. Um, I mean, yeah, every guy, every guy, most guys on most people's teams have that like absolute. Let's get me to twenty points and match Justin Jefferson. He has guys like that. I mean, DK coming off a slow, very slow week. That guy. That guy seems like he's the what is it the squeaky wheel gets the whatever. What's the phrase, Jake? Help me out. I, I don't know. Don't leave me on to, an island. Yeah, I don't know. Gene Autry. Uh, well, anyways, I uh, there's definitely boom potential with this team, but I really, really, really do not like Brian Robinson Jr. like at all. I I do not see him hitting projections. Well, um, this week you love him in general. You think he's a very no, good but, no. But this, I what I talked about, what I talked about in week one was where I do like him is that volume and especially it, it's got to be plus matchups though. This is not a plus matchup. Denver yeah. held Josh Jacobs last week to under fifty. Uh, it was fifty six yards, mm-hmm. and that's a premier runner. Brian Robinson is not. Um, I think this game's going to be a slog. I think you're going to be very frustrated looking at the box score next sure. week when you see 20, 20 attempts for, for I'm saying 20 attempts for under 50 yards, like something brutal. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I'm, I'm really worried. I, I can never trust a, a dolphins running back. It seems they're always getting hurt, but I think definitely a Raheem uh, Mostert uh, switch is definitely beneficial. And I think oh. that would at least give him a chance because yeah. he's already behind the eight ball and, with Brian Robinson, I just don't see that boom potential. Yeah, I, I think it's hard. It's going to be hard for Phillips uh, if a couple of guys are out. Like you're going to plug him in with guys that are just complete unknowns. Yeah, um, and you're not entirely sure what you're getting. I mean, you you know you can't even put Terry McLaurin in because he's going up against Denver and they have a shutdown corner. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's a tough, tough. I think matchup for. For Phillips this week, I think it was huge for him get, to get a win last week so that he can have one under his belt because uh, prediction time, I'm, I think Brian's going to start out 2-0, which is just a big F you to me um, in my prediction. Uh, but, you know, 2-0 does not mean that you make the playoffs. Wow, way to recover. A very uh, standard stance. Yeah, I mean... I mean, I would like to think that I'm an honest reviewer and said, hey, if we did this recording before Thursday night's game, um, that I would still be impartial. But just seeing the points, I really honestly believe if I before this game, this Eagles game even happened, I'm taking Fitch's. I'm still taking Fitch's team because I don't like Brian Robinson Jr. I don't like DeAndre Hopkins. Um, I don't like DeAndre, DeAndre Hopkins in general, even against the Chargers defense. Um, that's I. That's two big weak points. Even DeAndre Hopkins, just thinking DeAndre Hopkins is weaker than Zay Flowers, who just rookie just coming on the scene. I just don't like the matchups. I don't like the alternatives. I don't like Cam Akers. Um, Scary Terry. He's he's healthy this week, but you never know what you're gonna get, especially against Denver. But give me Fitch. This is gonna be a. All this is already being a blowout. This is gonna be the biggest blowout of all the matchups. All right, newly minted team name, Nakua Matata. 
that's Jake Bakke, uh going up against the Rum Runners. Rum Runners is 1-0. Jake, you are 0-1. You're already off on a back foot here. Devonta Smith putting up a uh, big performance, 23 points. Mm-hmm. Let's um, let's start with Nick's team. Okay. Deshaun Watson's still there. I hate the guy. Mm-hmm. Um, seems like going to be a very low-scoring matchup in that pick game. Uh, they're playing uh, in the on the road against Pittsburgh that just got shellacked against San Francisco. I don't care. Yes. I don't care who's playing within that division. All I know is that you're going to have to help me here, Jake. I'm not good at these. The AFC North. No, there you go. We're I learning. We're learning. Yeah. Uh, the AFC North teams are playing against each other. Expect the very most 20 points total in that matchup. <laughs> uh, but besides that, Travis Etienne, I still have still have some question marks about him. Uh, I'm I just glad think- that Chris Jones signed for this week. Who? Chris Jones, uh, oh, yes. Kansas City yes, defensive yes. tackle. He'll be playing, yeah. which is uh, a little boost to that defense and that running. Uh, yeah, run Travis Etienne. It was a, it was a tight, tough game against uh, Colts. He, had, he broke one off late, kind of mm-hmm. inflated his points. I had question marks coming in. Still do. I think this will be a big matchup, especially. With the addition of Chris Jones, that defense obviously is going to take a, the next step and be better. We already talked about uh, Devontae Smith. We got Devontae Adams going up against Buffalo at Buffalo. It doesn't snow yet, Buffalo, right? That's going to no, be later not, in the year. not in September. Well, you never so, know. You never know. You never know. Not in September. But hey, this is a plus script for Devontae. I think Buffalo is just going to absolutely wax. Uh, Las Vegas, so definitely a lot of uh, opportunities for Devontae and that offense. Garoppolo needs like 80 throws just to get Devontae anywhere near like a 100-yard 100, 100 game. So hopefully there's a lot of opportunities for uh, Devontae Adams and that Raiders offense. Njoku, God, I love you. Love that you're in this lineup. I I still don't – I never know his involvement, but with Njoku in the lineup, Jake – Maybe you can uh, tell me how do you feel about that change from, from Nujoku to Kyle Pitts? Kyle Pitts is no uh, longer on the roster. Indifferent. I mean, yes. both just kind of, they're both, they're the exact same projections. So it, it's just kind of funny that, I don't know. I mean, they're just both like C tier tight ends that like yeah. perhaps Nick can strike gold, uh, which I feel like he usually does in these situations to where he just kind of hits on, you know, a random play and David and Joku. What did Joku have last week? Two catches for 24 <laughs> yards. Like every, I, every yard counted though. Sure. That's true. Well, no, he blew you out. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Kyle Pitts, Green Bay. I don't know what I'm getting there. Kyle Pitts had one really nice catch, which he was wide open. I think it was like for like 25 yards, 30 yards. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't really know. I have nothing really to say on uh, Nick's tight ends. I guess I guess you just got to think Kyle Pitts, though, in general, not in this situation. I don't think you start him in any 10-team or above league for the rest of the season until you see something, right? Sure. I mean, I guess you're, you're always hoping for potential in Kyle Pitts, and it's not like he's getting covered. If you watch his, his film or just some you know routes that he runs, he seems to be open. It's yeah. just a quarterback. So I kind of hope yeah. Kyle Pitts gets – dealt to a team whether it's next year in the offseason or maybe if Atlanta's not great they kind of you know try to get some sort of draft compensation for him to go to a team that you know will use him effectively 
Last note on his team, and it's just a question just in general. Um, Debo's not the number one wide receiver in San Francisco, right? He, he's not, but I'm I'm very afraid that this is going to be a Debo game. I oh, feel no. like I watch Debo Samuel at SoFi carve up the Rams. I feel like I've seen that multiple times. Like Debo yep. just taking a end around for 45 yards, and I'm just sitting there going, it's, it's a Debo game. Okay, well, there's your opinion on that. Let's go over to your team. Who do you want to touch on first? Um, I have no idea. Um, let's start <laughs> with uh, my boy Jared Goff. Jared Goff is now the quarterback of Nakua Matata. Um, Jared Goff, who is close to setting a record by, uh, I believe it's a not, no interceptions yeah. um, based off of pass attempts. So. I'll take that any day of the week. He has weapons. He has, you know, he's got a good football team. And I was looking at some of the quarterbacks and I was like, do I go Mac Jones? Do I go this? Do I go that? And I was like, you know what? Jared Goff, a very solid average quarterback. And I just got to hope and try to hit at 20 point games um, for him. Not saying he's going to be my quarterback the rest of the year and always look at trades and whatnot. But he's, he's been an effective game manager. Um, and he's someone that, yeah, he's not going to get you any rushing yards. He's not going to get you any rushing touchdowns, which is what you kind of need at times in fantasy. But I want to be surprised if he has some games where he throws for 300, 400 yards. Um, and perhaps, you know, you get those touchdowns with him. Yeah, I think he's definitely in that range now where if you went like no QB and you say Kirk Cousins is your guy, Kirk Cousins is always that guy. It's oh, like I think Kirk Cousins is a great fantasy quarterback. Yeah, I, but I don't think he gets that love. He There's definitely that consistency with Kirk Cousins where a good game or even a bad game maybe in the NFL, like he still, he'll still he'll still find a way to get you maybe like 14, 15 points, not any of these stinkers that mm-hmm. some of our quarterbacks got. Um, sure. He's always somewhat consistent, and you get weeks like he had this week. I believe he was started on some team in our league. Maybe I know I had another Kirk league. Kirk Cousins? Yeah. No, he's on Sam's team, but on the bench. Okay, but still, uh, trust me, I already have I already have my eyes on Kirk as a possible replacement uh, well, for hopefully a trade. We, uh, when we get to my team, we'll discuss quarterbacks as well. Um, <laughs> but I do like I do like Jared Goff. I do like him in this matchup. Guys, carved Seahawks right now with my eyeballs telling me Seahawks is just a team that you can pick apart defensively. Um, and this Detroit Lions team is going to be a fun team. We saw that they were a fun team Thursday night. That offense is explosive, and you want to get you want to get pieces on teams that you think are offensively going to take a step. And Jared Goff is kind of that perfect spot. Bijan up against uh, Green Bay. It's a tight game. I think Atlanta's the favorite in that game. Interesting. It's very I'll close. Leave it as, I'll yeah. leave it as that. Interesting. Uh-oh. Garrett Wilson. Uh, we we talked about it in the uh, the last episode, but let's go more into just this game matchup um, in specific. What are we expecting? That eleven points. I think I'm going down your list, and I see eleven points next to Garrett Wilson. I'm still a little like, oh, really? That's it? But this matchup's just a completely different beast, right? Yeah, I mean, Dallas has such a good pass rush that the only re- way Garrett Wilson really has, I feel like, an effective game or just above average is if they allow try to get him into like open space, whether it's, you know, little five yard routes and he kind of has that space to take it as such as like Justin Jefferson tonight, 
um, to where you kind of do some releases as far as just late movement and you get yeah. Garrett Wilson in that open space and let him kind of fly. Cause I do not think Zach Wilson's going to be able to get him the ball. Nope. 15, 20, 25 yards down the field. Um, so yeah, I, I am very, I am already starting to debate whether or not I want to play Garrett Wilson this week. Um, because I do like some of the other matchups now by prize possession, uh, Puka Nakua, um, questionable, which is not what I was expecting when I picked him up, um, dropped 39 fab dollars for him, but I do, yep, fab in it. Um, I do have some other potential players that I do like Michael Pittman seemed to have established some sort of early chemistry with Anthony Richardson. And I think that's going to be a good game, but I can kind of see that game being low scoring. Um, and on the flip side is that I feel like if it is a little bit high scoring, I think that means India scoring, which means perhaps Michael Pittman, perhaps Nico Collins on the flip side of trying to get some points at the end. Um, so I'm debating between those two, most more, more leaning towards Michael Pittman to perhaps replace Garrett Wilson, but we'll see come Sunday morning what I decide to do. Um, some other players, Jalen Waddle. I think that's somewhat of a tough matchup. I will say, I'm glad Tyreek Hill's on the on the team because I feel like if they can kind of shut Tyreek Hill down, maybe they start going to Jalen a little bit more, um, which will allow him to to go off against the uh, Pats. Hunter that's Henry. Common with the with the Pats too. Like you always hear, you always hear like um, stories that Belichick when he comes into the game, they make it a point to take out one guy. Sure. Usually they're like. We're going to or not letting this in. one guy beat us kind of thing. Yeah. So it's almost like you're rolling the dice every single time. I think the yeah. disparity, disparity between Tyreek and Jalen are so much different. I think Jalen's obviously a great wide receiver, but just what Tyreek Hill can bring. Sure. It's just interesting to see. Um, I wonder in situations, though, with with how unique Tyreek is, Hill. Tyreek is with his speed – that do teams even have an answer for him? So is it better off? Let's just take out the second guy that yeah. can kill us and just, you know what? We'll just deal with, deal with Tyreek because he's probably going to beat us regardless. Yeah. So that's always, that's always tough. Mm-hmm. Um, Hunter Henry is just a, a hope play. As far as I saw, he had good chemistry with Mac Jones last week, but they played for the most part behind. And we saw what TJ Hawkinson did against the Eagles defense as far as a tight end. So perhaps it's just the Eagles defense that's struggling on tight ends. Um, but the Chargers, the Chargers uh, tight ends played pretty well. I think Parham caught a touchdown. Gerald Everett did pretty good. So we'll see if I catch any of that magic. Amari Cooper, I don't really know what I'm getting from Amari Cooper. It says here that he's going up against, it's only been one week, but the 29th, uh, you know, worst pass defense in the Pittsburgh Steelers. But I think a divisional game on the road on Monday night, I, I'm not entirely sure what I'm getting from that. Uh, let's go over picks here. I mean, obviously you're not looking too hot. Uh, I mean, I mean, I'm not. There's nothing against my team. It's just Nick's team looked good. One play, yeah. And it's just one of those things. I will say, four catches for 120 yards. Luck. Okay, um, I'm going to be taking the run runners. Because I feel like in 2023, I don't want to pick any team that has Hunter Henry on it. And since you have Hunter Henry on it, 
and it's 2023, I don't want anything to do with your team regardless. David and Joku or Hunter Henry? I'll take Hunter Henry over David and Joku. You want to do you want to do a little wager? Um, no, because I'm going to lose this week anyway, so I don't want to have to go double loser. Um, I know I know that my team at this point I have good players. I just don't think that I have anyone that's going to set them. I also don't know what I'm getting out of Aaron Jones because he's been out the entire week <laughs> in practice. Luckily, I have AJ Dillon, so if he, I I hope. That if Aaron Jones make a decision. is out, yeah just, yeah, just do not play and then get hurt in the first series. And then I have, you know, 0.7 for him the rest of the game. Think about so us, sit. Aaron. Yeah, Aaron, if you're listening out there, take a seat, rest up for a big week three matchup against, I don't even know who you're playing, um, up the New Orleans Saints, you know? So, oh, please. so just sit for week three, enjoy Nine your and little rest, um, and let AJ Dillon eat. But I'm going to take Nick's team as well. I think he'll start out two and zero. Tony Pollard, I, I do. I think he's gonna. He's not going to do as well. I think than he did last week because I think the Jets' defense is legit. Um, that's one thing I will say. I know it's on the road. If Dak can turn into Dak of like the old, as far as just turning the ball over, and the Jets can kind of get some momentum, I do like you know scoring ten to fifteen points there. But anyway, Justin Tucker will probably beat me by himself with a uh, with a twenty burger. And I can see Nick going to 2 0. All right. So, this is typically our matchup of the week as the cat claws up Blake's team against, wow, a new team name, the Law Dogs. I was waiting for you to do, like, you just did like a cat meow. I was waiting for you to do some, like, barks. Um, I was, no. No, I was just thinking of what a funny uh, logo would be. Phil's got to get like some dogs dressed up as like lawyers, like they're like, holding a briefcase, just in like suits, um, like suits. That's <laughs> yeah. So typically, this is the matchup of the week. Um, but with Blake losing to Nick last week in the matchup of the week, we don't want to give Blake any more publicity as the matchup of the week. Um, but let's get into yeah. it. Both teams. 0-1, so already a big matchup early on in the season. Going 0-2 never feels great. I'm on my way myself to going 0-2. But as you know, as I said, with Brian's team going 2-0, it doesn't necessarily mean playoffs. That just means you've had a good start. 0-2 doesn't mean that you're going to miss the playoffs unless, you know, I'm not going to even take a, a straight. That's a, that's a low blow. Um, and let's see if either one of these teams can get their first win of the year. So let's start with Phil's team, the Law Dogs. Um, anyone on this squad? Now, I, I like Phil's team. I actually think Phil has a decent squad. I just don't know what I'm getting sometimes out of these players as far as a Trevor Lawrence or a Gibbs or a Kenneth Walker. Uh, Baltimore's Baltimore's uh, corners are cooked. So, like, I'm looking at Jamar Chase. I see a huge game, bounce back game for that game. Sure. I know it might be tight within the division, but I, yeah, I just he talked don't a lot of shit last week and got shut down. Yeah, I love how he owned it though. It so funny the that comment calling them L's and but, yeah, he owned it, but he also called it again. It's just like you just you're you're you took an L on the field from elves, and then now you're taking an L in the locker room, calling them elves again. Like I don't know. 
you lost, buddy. Like, you didn't even come close to winning that game. Joe Burrow threw 80 yards passing. It was in a monsoon. It's a big difference. Yeah. Well, uh, but I don't know. I like I like Jamar Chase, that matchup. I mean, Houston got to move the offense a little bit. I definitely think uh, since he bounces back. Phil, Phil has a team in general that, yeah, I really like too. And I see a lot of consistency. And sometimes you get, like, my team, obviously, the boom and bust. Bill, I feel like it's the opposite. He's got very consistent guys within offenses that that baseline, that baseline of hitting like 11, 12 mm-hmm. per guy is, I feel like it's there every week. And then couple that with some like positive matchups. I think Jameer Gibbs or Amon Ra goes off here. I don't, I can't imagine. I don't see that many points scoring where they can kind of share the wealth, but I, both areas of that defense was victimized by the Rams. These are two like, top 10 top 15 players at their positions that I think uh, we'll get it done. Just we'll get it done. So uh, like I said, Phil's team, it's going to, it's a consistency with that kind of pop ability. I don't know if that's a word. I don't uh, think it is, but I like it. Pop ability. Yeah. That just yeah. it, like literally just comes right off the tongue. Pop it's ability. Like a, yeah. If you're listening to this and you're driving your car, I want you to say pop ability. And you realize, you know what? I actually like that word. It is. It is, but I think you I, asked me a question, I agree. but I don't think yeah. I answered it. I think once again, you're probably too deep into your PFF stats. Um, and so, so, I, go me, so. I, <laughs> I do like Amon Ross St. Brown this week. I think that he is someone that is going to go off in that matchup. Um, you know, Jameer Gibbs, we've been you know hearing that he's going to get a larger role. We'll see. I will say last week he had a wide open touchdown, but he you know, turf monster got him. Um, so, yeah, I think there are some good matchups against your team this week. Phil's going to go every week with a new defense. We've already seen that. At a, even I forgot who he had week one, but I know that he picked up the Giants defense and he's playing them against Arizona. Uh, Javante Williams. I don't know what I'm getting from <laughs> Javante Williams. Um, but once again, I don't think Phil has a very deep bench. So I think that he's kind of looking at it and he's like, you know what? I'm just going to go with the guy that perhaps had the most – potential last week and showed some 13 carries 52 yards and he caught four passes only for five yards but you know he's getting (laughs) he's getting carries and he's getting reception so i might as well just roll with it and hopefully that you know i can get a touchdown out of that um so yeah and mark andrews you know he's been gearing up to play but he is still very questionable going into sunday uh, serious question here. More likely to get a touchdown uh, this weekend. Javante Williams or Juwan Johnson? Oh, jo- Juwan Johnson's going to come back to th- every single week. We're going to come back to jo- Juwan Johnson. Um, he can sit in the flex spot. Oh, God. I, I mean, don't know. You don't have to answer that one. I really don't know. Team. I think that's actually a very fair question. I have no idea. Um, let's go over to my Tank team. Bigsby. That's, your, that's who you would put in there? The flex? I don't know. I just like saying Tank Bigsby. Uh, that's a great name. Okay, for the third time, let's go over to my team. My team needs to love because my team absolutely pooped its bed. Um, I am starting off with five points. It seemed like I was on my way to 18 points with my Eagles defense as that game cascaded. Jake um, pointed out before us recording, it's because I was talking shit in our mm-hmm. text message oh, chain. You jinxed to yourself. Jake, and I jinxed myself, which happens a lot. But um, I didn't think it happened in fantasy purposes. So that's something I need to be a note of. I like my matchups this week. I think I got some like really plus matchup. Saquon uh, on the road in a dome. I don't know if that matters for running backs. 
Uh, against Arizona, bounce back game because that game first game was just brutal. Uh, don't really know Chargers' uh, rush defense this year. I know that they held Miami's backfield to a pretty respectable margin, but, mm-hmm. but I just know Chargers thrown over. Yeah, I just know uh, Chargers in general uh, defenses against the run have been pretty bad. I have Derrick Henry, and I think at the end you try to get me all scared about that backup Spears guy. Then I looked into it, and uh, he was out snapped, but I saw a whole bunch of videos because you get all these Derrick Henry um, like saviors out there, and I so I kept getting all these videos on on Twitter about showing some of the snaps that Pierce was in where Spears Spears was in and that they were never going to be plays where the running back was going to touch the ball. So Derek Henry is still the guy there. I'm not worried about some rookie. He's going to get two touchdowns. Book it. Um, (laughs) Wide receivers is still going to be a struggle for me. Uh, This is a plus matchup for Mike Williams, according to Jake, Tennessee. Uh, You worry about that rush. You worry about, uh, Autry. I don't know why blanks on the first name. I got scared there, so I just went with the last name. But mm. it's always a good Come pass on, for, rush. for the fans. What what what's his name? It's, De, it's D'Amico. There you go. It's D'Amico. Uh, but Dad it's gonna of be a Gene. Plus. Yes, the son of yep. Gene. Okay, okay. <laughs> so plus matchup, uh, Godwin. I, I I saw something in for the Bucks offense with with Baker, <laughs> like calling him a gamer, but. I I don't like how the touchdown went to Mike Evans. I don't like how much involvement I thought Mike Evans was going to fall off a little bit this year, the way that Baker's prototype is as a, as a QB. But I'm going to roll with Godwin again. It's a plus matchup. Chicago just got waxed. And I see this is a game of Tampa winning, actually. I think they're favored, so it's not like that crazy a prediction. But just I think the settle, sediment on Tampa heading into this season, surprising first win. I can honestly see him going 2-0. And hopefully this is the week where Godwin falls into the end zone. Tyler Higby is still there. Still rolling with him. He's all that I got. He has mixed results against San Francisco last year. He put up uh, he put up a nine catch, like 104 yard day. And then the second matchup, he had two catches for 20 yards. The, the outcomes are going to be varied. I think San Francisco, like I mentioned, is going to bury the Rams. Top, hopefully a lot of opportunities for Tyler Higby. Jamal Williams, I'm rolling him out there again. Second week. I thought being drafted him and having that four-week window uh, was just a steal first week. Orleans offense didn't look that great, even though I've said Derek Carr was a beast at some point and he had a good week. But as a whole, that offense struggled. The running back room struggled. Against Carolina, I believe there's something. I know it's early. It's only one week, but bottom bottom quarter of the league in rush defense. Mm-hmm. Uh and I got to get one of these Jamal Williams week. Uh, Najee Harris will forever be on my bench. If you're listening. To this, <laughs> if you're listening uh, to this out there. Just know I'm willing to trade with you uh, to get him off my team. I left Jordan Addison on the bench. He's going to be one of those guys. I'm going to be staring at every week. Too scared to put in my lineup. But uh, guys got big play potential similar to Mike Williams. I'm always going to be looking at those two guys every week. But I just I took over this whole segment, Jake. Do you have anything? You yeah, want I was gonna to say, say. I think you just yeah you suffocated the entire segment with your crappy lineup. Um, 
Yeah, you spent a third round pick on Najee Harris. Now, Najee <laughs> is sitting on the bench already, back to back weeks, has not played. Now, it was a good no call last week. Um, you know, no one else really, uh, well, I should say Jamal Williams didn't really do much, but you had some other guys, you know, score touchdowns. One guy that I noticed on here um, that's going to get a lot more play because the number one wide receiver is out is George Pickens. I, I still don't trust them. I don't know. I don't they like do not I just have like- anyone to throw the ball to besides George, I feel like, because with Deontay being out for the next four weeks, I think Pratt Fire, Pat Fryermuth is uh, questionable as well with some sort of injury. Was it concussion? Because he got banged up after that touchdown. Something like that. So I, I, I don't know. If I were you, I would think about George. Um, there's also nothing. Well, Jamal also is a Monday nighter. I like having two Monday night games. That is nice. That's going to be fun yeah. to, to uh, for that Monday's. Next Monday night, but Mike Evans even against you know Chris Godwin, you, I don't know. It, it, you have some guys that have potential on the bench, and then I look at your starting lineup, and I'm like, would I place them there? And it's like, no, I feel like they're all kind of the same. I feel like they're all in that same tier where you just both wide receivers in the flex position. You kind of just have to hope that you hit on all those. And I, and I think and I think in hindsight, me going triple running back that was something I wanted to do. But uh, considering how I did that draft and what I ended up with, I like these players. I'm still waiting for someone to separate. And that's with the quality of Mike Evans, Godwin Evans. I may be spinning my ruts every single week to figure out, okay, who's going to separate themselves from this. But locking my locking my flex spot as my next best available guy being a running back, what I perceive, it's always going to be an issue for those, for that mm-hmm. wide receiver room. And I do have a lot of questions and I'm just, I don't want to go 0 2, Jake. I really don't. Yeah, I think you will. Um, I'm going to take Phil with this one. Uh, the Law Dogs get their first win. I think you're 0 2. I think I'm 0 2. <laughs> um, and their next matchup, we will also discuss who will be 0 2. But who are you taking with this one? I, yeah, I like Law Dogs team better. I mean, I have my the team names covered, and I'm just pretending. While you were talking, I was looking at it, be like, "All right, if I had this team, would I be stoked heading into the weekend?" And I, yeah, and it was Phil's team. I'd be be on the upper hand. Just better, better players, better consistency. I got too many questions that in the wide receiver room. Um, whatever questions that he has about Mark Andrews and Javante Williams, just don't think overshadows uh, what I got with uh, my wide receivers and. I really at this point I gotta hope for a big game from Jamal because he's kind of that that wild card. I think my team needs to win this matchup, but still going with Phil. All right, we have our matchup of the week. We have House Chargarian against Team Mercier. Now we presented one of these teams as the preseason losers. Actually, I won't even say we. I presented one of these teams as the preseason losers, presented the other team as my preseason winner. This matchup, this is the most important game of Steph's fantasy football year 2023. To go down 0-2, with Tutu Atwell as your starting wide receiver. 
Oh, yes. Is a choice. And I'm not going to lie. I love it. I love it. I love Steph going for this. We're going to talk about Steph's team first. She's got Patrick Mahomes and Austin Eckler. Great. Now, I want you to sit there and, and close your eyes. And I want you to think of these players, if you've ever heard of these players. Okay. Perhaps Damian Pierce. Close your eyes. Watch Damian Pierce go oh. for 14 carries and 57 yards. Oh, Frank Gore. Jahan Dotson. Do you even oh, know? Love- Where did Jahan Dotson go to school? Do you know? Oh, I uh, he went to school for Eastern Washington. No, uh, he went to Penn State. Um, I like Eastern. Close, uh, yeah, close. Uh, isn't that where Cooper Cup went? Eastern Washington. I think he did. Uh, pass. Like a, yeah, I don't. Yeah, as a Rams fan. Um, then you have two two. I know that. No, you, he wasn't a Cougar. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that. he was a Eastern Washington like Eagle or something like that. No. I remember it was like red and gray as their <laughs> colors. Uh, you have two two Atwell, wide receiver two. Dallas wide Goddard. receiver one actually when uh Puka yeah that's true well no play. wide receiver two for her team um Dallas Goddard who has already scored five points and then Ramondre Stevenson this lineup is beautiful and this is what fantasy football is all about yep putting in Jahan Dotson and Tutu Atwell as your starting wide receivers pure magic. And we're in a 10-team league. <laughs> <laughs> this this shows, though, and I, I'm not trying to shit on Steph um, at all. I love Steph. Steph's awesome. But this shows when you draft and you draft someone with an injury, especially that high, you, you trust that they're going to come back from injury, especially quickly. And I can I can firmly say I did not want anything to do with Cooper Cup, even in the third round, the fourth round, especially as my wide receiver one, um, because she waited a little bit to draft Cooper Cup um, in the third round. You know, he was going in the top rounds um, prior to when we when we were drafting. But when his injury news came out, instant just going away from him. I don't want anything to do with him. Hamstrings are tough. And I don't want to put myself in an 0-4 hole, even though my team very much could be 0-4 after four weeks. But yeah, I don't know. I look, I look at this team and Austin Eckler is questionable. He might not play. So if Austin Eckler doesn't play, you're looking at a team with probably Kyron Williams, Damian Pierce, Jahan Dotson, and Tutu Awo. We're in a 10-team league. <laughs> That is not is not a recording of Blake saying that. That's just him. That's just him high and just you know can only focus on it being a yeah ten team league. Yeah, it's um, I'm gonna commend her because you know we we really uh really were hard on our team last week. We still have in we still have major questions with the people that she's sitting. Um, I I wouldn't want to put out DJ Moore this week. I watched Tampa just shut clamp. Uh, Minnesota and mm-hmm. that Chicago offense still seems like it's reeling a little bit. Um, all of her options on her bench are just inferior to these guys really at the end of the day. So she's putting out the best, the best lineup that she has that she has afforded to her with, with free agency and the players that she has. And what I like this is that these aren't players that 
I see Stephanie going to the well typically when things are going wrong with some of her players or injuries. These are different players. Uh, no Christian Kirks, none of these. Uh, True. Yeah, she's not waiting around. This is. She's this not. Is, she's, I think she, deep down inside, as she's listening to this, knows my team's kind of ass. Yeah, and I think us calling her out kind of put it on notice so other owners can see as well. And I see that uh, she's she's making. I think she's making the the, the ballsy decisions that I would struggle making in this in this spot if I had a uh, draft guys that I thought that I believe in. Mm-hmm. Um, there's probably a little bit of like disbelief. I think she may have in these two people, Jahan and Tutu, but I, they're the, I think they're the right moves. I like how she's at least going for it because she's going up against, like you mentioned, one of the top teams we both really liked. And this week looks pretty, uh, Pretty juicy. Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon. I've talked about Ignazium, the uh, the comeback game in that one. I think they're uh, going to get it fixed. T. Higgins is going to catch a ball, I think, this week. I, yeah. I would love to see the odds on that one. Yeah. Um, and hey, I see, I, I see a new it. name in there. I see a new name that started over another player that That's already is a great call by Sam. Yeah, and I was just going about to touch on him. <laughs> But I forgot about that because, man, if Brandon Cooks wasn't in that lineup week one, but uh, putting Brandon Ayuk in the roster, he's the that's not what I was alluding to. But continue. Oh, what, what are we going with then? I don't. No, wanna... I was just saying that you know you could have started Alexander Madison tonight as a RB two, but you put in David Montgomery. So I think that's a great call. Wow. Because you okay. know that David Montgomery is going to get goal line touches. You know they're going to move the ball down the field. And great call already to bench Alexander Madison, who is somewhat talented, but going up against a tough Eagles defense. Um, and it really showed tonight where he had like no bursts the entire Nothing. night. Like he was no. just trying to make plays, got swallowed up every time. Um, a little concerning, I think, going forward as far as him being, you know, a lead running back. But yeah, I love starting David Montgomery in that RB2 spot. But continue on Ayuk. Yeah, I, I I touched on it. Uh, getting Brandon Cooks out of that lineup, bringing Brandon Ayuk in that that first game, they went to him early and often. He definitely seems like the total package. He's definitely whatever value that uh, that Debo was drafted at this year. I know they were almost kind of closer, but Brandon Ayuk probably rest of the season. It looks like a guy that you could have drafted in fourth gosh, round, almost. Yeah, I'm almost thinking even higher. I mean, I'd rather have I'd rather have him rest of the season than uh, Metcalf. Yeah, mm, yeah. I think I think I, that's a fair. Yeah, I think that's a good. I Metcalf, honestly think T Higgins, Jalen Waddle. I think yeah, around there. Devontae Smith was in the fourth, so I would say in the in the middle of three and four. I mean, I'm gonna say rest of the season. I I wouldn't be surprised. If Brandon Ayuk passes Garrett Wilson. With the with the change at quarterback, is that fair? Yeah, perhaps. I mean, Garrett Wilson had a good year last year, and I also think there's so many people to feed the ball in San Francisco. Yeah. Um, but Ayuk is starting to become that number one option, and and you know they score. So yes, yeah, I don't think that's a one crazy. Of those guys, he's one of those guys that's sure-handed. Where he's not one of those guys where um, necessarily going deep. He's getting a lot of contested balls. Like it's it's like. It's like a thousand cuts 
It's like thousand paper cuts with him. Death He's gonna by get a thousand his, cuts. Yeah, I, that's what I was trying to think. But yeah, you're almost ask. there. You, you've been you've so, been so off on these like uh, not riddles, but like you know sayings. Yeah, I, well, I okay. don't know what it is. Back, back to but the back to the shop. One thing I one thing I am gonna be right though is I'm taking Team Mercier <laughs> after how much after how much I commend uh, Steph in her lineup choices. Uh, team Mercier's team is just. It's too filthy. It's so filthy. It's and, it's a uh, good team, um, uh, but I, I think it just it just speaks on what Steph's team is. And if I were Steph, I would still be getting rid of some of these players. There's no need for Antonio Gibson. There's no need for Gerald Everett. There's no need for Mar- MVS. I think those three. And I'm not even high on Odell. I know last in our last pod you said yeah. that you liked Odell, but I don't think Odell has it anymore. If I were Steph, and I know it's revisionist history, I would have spent a lot of fab on some players. Um, I know that she got Tutu. I know that she got Kyron. But, you know, she had Austin Eckler. I would have probably spent, if I were her, mid-30s to 40s on Joshua Kelly. I'm not sure why she didn't go after that. Because if Austin Eckler is out, her team is screwed. Like, Like, her team's already on the fringe of being screwed. But if Austin Eckler is not playing and you miss on this opportunity to have a running back that's going to get 20 plus carries, because that's like, like you talked about with Kyron Williams, we're not sure if that's what Kyron Williams is going to get. We know Joshua Kelly is going to get 20 carries if Austin Eckler is out. We know Joshua Kelly is going to get 15 carries when Austin Eckler is still playing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I, if I were Steph, this is all revisionist history because it's already passed. I would have just been super aggressive to try and improve my team immediately because say she spent 40 on Austin Eckler, sorry, uh, Joshua Kelly and 40 on Puka, who I think, and you think is going to be a very solid fantasy player this year. She were to get those guys. And then Austin Eckler plays, you know, uh, Cooper cup perhaps comes back and you have these players. Your team's not looking terrible. Um, but instead kind of went very passive and just kind of, you know, picked up perhaps a good option in Tutu Atwell. We'll see if he can continue that. Um, but, you know, I, I just, I think there's other players on the waiver wire still that you can drop the Gibson, the Everett and the MVS for. You're taking Sam in the match. Oh yeah. Uh, in saying all that, I agree. I think the Cincinnati Bengals or Team Mercier, a.k.a. the Bengals, uh, have a much better game against the Ravens. Um, I agree with you that T. Higgins is going to catch at least one ball. Uh, And yeah, she's got a good team. Um, And I think it's going to be one that is going to be consistent throughout the year. We are back to the Bucky's Bet Corner. Um, Jake's got some new picks for us this weekend. I also have my own. But let's go over last week, Jake. How do we do? Well, first off, hit my music. Oh, my bad. Excuse me. Let me get that. Yeah. Going Baki, for you. Baki does not talk about his bets until that music drops. Last week, a good week. Uh, one that was ruined by Brandon Staley and the Chargers um, in the final two minutes of that game as they were covering the three and a half. The Dolphins scoring a touchdown because Tyreek Hill is a beast. Um, so the Chargers, the one that I lost at minus three and a half. But the two games before that, we were 2-0. and And those two games, I will say this. Actually, let's talk about the first one. 
I saw this line and I saw what, what the preseason was. I saw what the weather was. It's all important <clears throat> to take those things into consideration. Saw the Bengals and the Browns at 48 and a half. The game ended 24 to three. Money. Lowest scoring game of the week. Um, pretty easy. The entire, like never once had the sweat. No points scored in the first quarter. So that one was successful. Now, if you listen to the podcast, you're saying, wait, I thought you were one and two because you picked the Panthers at plus three and a half. Well, if you follow the Instagram, which remind me what the Instagram handle is, Blake. I have no idea. I ask you this every single week. Good Lord. Um, You will notice our Instagram. I swapped my pick. I sent Blake a text on Friday night, early Saturday. Hey, I like the Falcons instead. Give me the Falcons minus three and a half, which they did. And they won 24 to 10. Instagram is Northside underscore story FF. There we go. And I'll ask you next week. So remember it. I'll try. Week two. Moving on. Three picks for you. I lost my bet. I lost my bet. I remember I took uh, Eagles. I took. This isn't your time, sir. This is Baki's bets. You (laughs) are Miller Dog Underdog of the Week segment is next. My bad. If you're listening to this, Blake will not be taking a gummy for the rest of this podcast season. He did this last year. I don't know what episode it was, and it was a disaster. And we're Actually, going, I had some good analysis. And we're going on. Uh, that's what you think. Um, <laughs> so let's b- dive into Baki's bets, and then Blake can tell you about the bet that he lost last week. My three games of the week. I kind of want to go back to the well with the Ravens Bengals under with it being a division game. But as we were talking about it in the matchups, I agree. I think Joe Burrow has a better week. So I'm not touching that one. Seahawks Lions. I think the Seahawks getting completely boat raced last week against the Rams showed two things. One, their defense isn't as good as it was last year. And two, I do think they're a much better team than what they showed. The Lions at home, something about a dome. When you watch teams play in a dome, they look like they play fast. They play harder. I like the over in this game. I think the Lions come out. They score 24 to 27 points. And you're looking at a perhaps the Lions 27-21 win, which hits the over. Over 47 points, Seahawks at Lions. Pick number two. It's been, it's been known I'm not a fan of the Chiefs. It's been known that I do think the Jags have something special going on over in Jacksonville. The Chiefs did not look good last week. They are favored on the road in Jacksonville. But Jacksonville didn't necessarily look great on the road, but there's something about playing at home. Give me the Jags plus three and a half at home against the Chiefs. I think it's going to take Travis Kelsey just a little bit of time to perhaps get if he plays to get used to that. But I think the Jags have enough weapons on offense where I think they might have better weapons than the Lions do. And I think they have a more established offense as far as a, both of the balanced attack. I liked what I saw from the Chiefs, but that's not, that's at home. So anytime I think of a team goes on the road, I think they're going to struggle a little bit. The Jags are a good team. So give me the Jags plus three and a half. My last bet of the week. I was looking at this board. This is a tough board this week. I know Blake and I were discussing it. It's really, really hard. 
And I'm even kind of just looking at it right now. I'm not even sure what I'm going to pick for my game three. So let's do this. Let's go to Blake's underdog pick of the week while I decide who is going to be my third pick. What? All right. Well, anyways, uh, my underdog pick of the week. I am currently 0-1-1. I lost a heartbreaker um, with New England. New England, that was like, like one foot. One foot of difference could have had us all cash tucked in late at night. But, well, it was actually at 10 a.m. in the morning, so we would have woken up. But anyways, let's go to my next pick. Give me the Commanders. Commanders are three and a half point dogs against Denver. I watched that Denver game. I had a little money on it as well. Uh, that Denver, Las Vegas. Denver doesn't have it. I don't care who the coach is. I'm looking at the same team that I saw last year. Still question backs. There's still some questions on the uh, running backs, Javante Williams and his health. Russell Wilson still stinks, which is crazy, but really it's not. <laughs> um, Washington, while they did struggle in that Arizona game, I'm going to jock it a... Uh, I'm going to chalk it up as just week one jitters. A lot of offenses, especially an offense with a younger quarterback, they all struggled. It seemed like week one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Washington's a good team. I, I definitely think that if we were talking midseason right now, I think the line would be flipped. Um, Denver is at home. I still, still, that doesn't bother me with this team. The Denver team that I saw wasn't that good. I know there's a better Washington team out there getting three and a half points. I'm going to take a money line. As always, um, I'm not going to explain how the plus money works, but it's at plus 155. Put a hondo on it, you get 255. I just explained how it works. Bingo bongo. <laughs> My last pick as I, Blake was talking, I am going to go to Blake's favorite team this season. I'm going to go to the New Orleans Saints. Um, and um, I'm going to buy a half point to make it minus two and a half. Um, and I think the Saints on the road. I know that the Panthers secondary is already banged up. J.C. Horn, their really good, talented cornerback, I think is hurt already. I think there's some issues already with that with that defense. Um, but then offensively, it's still a very young team. It's going to be exciting. It's their first home game with their rookie quarterback. But I don't really like the weapons that the Panthers have. The Saints defense does a good job on the road. Division team that they kind of know already. And I can see the Saints winning by a touchdown or more. So those three picks, we have the Saints minus two and a half. We have the Lions Seahawks over 47. We have the Jags plus three and a half. Also with Blake, we have the Commanders at, was it plus 150, 155? Uh, Plus 155. Commanders money line. Kind of all over the place there. No, you're bad. High as fuck. Um, <laughs> we're week two in our survivor pool. Uh, I want to say thank you to all the fans I got on the Instagram handle. Oh, shit. Jake's going to ask me. It's Northside underscore story. Nice. F-F. Um, so thank you for everyone that voted. I'm so glad you took my Ravens. Just the, I mean, both teams won. We would have won either way, but uh, Ravens just was way more comfortable. It yeah, was. I will say. say both both teams at halftime. I think we're only winning. Well, no, the 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 uh, Commanders were losing at halftime, and I think the Ravens were only up by like they were up by one, one point. Yeah, so yeah. it was already looking at halftime. Both of us were like, oh shit! But luckily, uh, yeah, both teams, especially the Ravens, pulled away, and um, either way, we would have been good. 
Jake and I usually cheat on this uh, segment with the survivor pool because we're always texting like once lines come out mm-hmm. uh, always texting and say like hey this is who I like but for some reason this time around uh, we never had that conversation so we're going to do it here and I have a team and I'm curious to see what your team is so we're going to go why don't we just count we'll do three two one and then it's okay. blurred out I like team. that okay and let's just see this initial reaction I, I'm like nervous to tell you my team because it's it's any I don't want to spoil oh, it. Oh great! So let's do it. Let's hear it. So we're gonna go three, two, one. Bills. Ah, look at that. Boom. I don't know why you're nervous for that. They're zero and one. They're at home. They're playing a Raiders team that had a good game, and they're they're probably high as far as that emotion. The Bills yeah. need to come out and smash the Raiders. They need to come yeah. out. They need to establish that dominance. You know what's gonna be, and I don't like. At using this person, you know, I'm not going to even say, it. I'm not going to say, it. but it is DeMar Hamlin's like return to the Bills as far yeah. as being at home. And I don't think that he necessarily, there should be a lot of like eyes on him because it's not fair to him, but I do think it's going to bring some sort of energy to the stadium. And I think that they're not necessarily going to play for him, but they're going to play to try and reestablish that stinker of a Monday night and come out on fire I don't know why you're nervous in this pick. Why? Give me why I, you're nervous. I'm not nervous. I wasn't nervous about the pick in general. Like I mentioned multiple times throughout the uh, the weekly matchups about certain Bills players. I'm very high on them. I think they're going to blow it out, blow them out. I think I was nervous on this because I believe you got on me about the Ravens, about using these high-end teams sure. so early in the process. Now, a little background. I believe our our Survivor League was about 17. I want to say six are already out. Um, we had a lot of them. Yeah, we got a couple Charger picks in there, which is a very which interesting so pick. Dumb. Um, so dumb. Yeah, the Vikings so, one was a rough one too. Uh, but yeah, so far we're top, you know, top 66% of the, of yeah. the league so far. So I think... Um, I think with that, I think just like in fantasy football, even the survive, there's strategy involved, and I feel like since a big chunk got eliminated so early, I wanna, I wanna go with the easy picks first. I wanna get into uh, the the midweeks rather than because there's there's still other options that I like uh, that aren't the Bills. I mean, yeah, there are a couple. I think the Bills are just make the most sense, and I think the ones that look good too are on the road. Yeah. it's always kind of sketchy to pick a team on the road like that even the Niners like Niners Rams division game you know that the Ram, the the Niners play extremely well against the Rams but we can also pick the Niners against the Cardinals two more time or one more time when they play sometime throughout the season uh yeah Giants at the Cardinals Giants are four that's, and a half point favorites that's the only one that I was kind of like yeah. maybe leaning on yeah um but I'm, I'm looking at the bill schedule and I think that this it's is a tough schedule it's a it's very a, tough like, schedule so you're looking at yeah. like the Raiders and the Commanders next week and then after that maybe the Giants and the Bucks besides those two teams I don't really know the the Broncos at home, but besides, yeah, it's just it's going to be hard for them to have a surefire win. And we're not saying necessarily that the Sunday is like a hundred percent. Of course, it's football; anything could happen. But eight and a half, and nine point. Sunday. There you go. You finally got it right. Um, yeah, it's eight and a half right now. It could you know balloon up a little bit more, and then you're looking at you know nine points, ten points, and you're like, you know what, this is probably the best you know bet that we have. They just have to win. They don't have to cover. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, well, this is awesome. I'm glad we agree on this one because there was some uh, advert. Uh, we were both, we had different teams last time, so it's kind of fun coming together and doing it this way and figuring it out together. 
we got the same lean on this and we're probably going to lock it in and we'll see if we make it one one week at a time one week at a time